Hello, and welcome to Listening Beyond, a podcast of the School of Community and Public Affairs at Concordia University in Georgiagay, Montreal. Bonjour et bienvenue à Listening Beyond, un balado de l'école en affaires publiques et communautaires. Before we begin, we acknowledge that Concordia University is located on unceded indigenous lands. The Kanyan Kehaka Nation is recognized as the custodians of the land and waters on which you gather today. Jojage is historically known as the gathering place for many First Nations. Today, it is home to diverse populations of indigenous and other peoples. We respect the continued connection with the past, present, and future in our ongoing relationships with indigenous and other peoples within the Montreal community. Welcome listeners. My name is Angela, and I'm pleased to present this episode of Listening Beyond on behalf of my group and my friends, Sophie Catherine and Leah. We had the great fortune to have Sophie Deras, the celebrated local filmmaker, sit down with Sophie Catherine to talk about her passion for the arts, her inspirational heroine Antigone, and the Anima Profile, a riveting documentary which highlights the power and pitfalls of our connected world. When asked about our critics, Deras had this surprising thing to say. I totally understand and, and I know that Antigone, a film in that is less than two hours, won't address all the the important subjects that need to be addressed. From the compassion she shows her detractors to the empathy she displays in treating difficult subject matter, Sophie Deraspe is a class act who will restore your faith in humanity. Stay tuned for advice for budding filmmakers and a hint about what you could expect from her future projects. We are March 8th today, it's International Women's Day, so we are really grateful to have you today to answer some questions. Thank you. It's great to spend an hour with you during Women's Day. Can you talk a little more about yourself and what got you into filmmaking? My name is Sophie Doras. I'm a film director, uh, also screenwriter, and I actually started as a director of photography, so um, handling the camera myself. And I studied uh, film at Université de Montréal. What brought me to film? I think I was interested in so many things, literature, art, uh, sociology, history, uh, ecology, philosophy, (laughs) photography, and music. Uh, I I couldn't like name many. And what I found in film is the possibility of bringing all this together in one medium like we we can in a film like art speaks but also sociology speaks like whatever we want to put in this oeuvre that we're, we're going to make and also what i like about film is that it's not something that i do alone it's a process uh, that has to that asks for my like own personal vision and my i have to have a strong core but so many people bring their energies and resources into making a film so i think that's like and when i realized all that this that's the time when i I just realized okay this is what i'm absolutely want to (laughs) do what aspect of your background have been the most helpful for your career um i think just as I mentioned, you can put anything in film, anything that you're interested in. So I think my a general culture, a curiosity, 
the fact that I like to read, that I like to travel, that I like to meet with people, listen to them. I think all of that, uh, and like plus like my own personal history, uh, sometimes even I feel like writing a script and and having like uh, some characters like to bring them to life is is some sort of a therapy sometimes. But it's also a way of listening to the world around uh, me. Like it, it can be like right next to me. It can be like my sister. It can be my parents. It can be my neighbors. But it can also be like in some other places on the planet. You mentioned literature as an inspiration, and uh, I know that Antigone, one of your biggest movie, was based on a play. Yes, by uh, Sophocles. <laughs> in English, Sophocles. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, can you tell me a bit more about your inspiration to adapt the play into a movie, and how you feel that a play written so long ago is still current? I read. Antigone, Antigone, by Jean Anouilh, which is an adaptation written in 1944, during World War II. So Jean Anouilh is a French uh, writer. I read it when I was a literature student, uh, so before knowing I would make films. Uh, so I read it, I was like struck by how powerful the character of Antigone is. Uh, I'm going to say Antigone in, in English. And, and I, I was also struck by the fact that, okay, the play that I'm reading was written in 1944. Uh, I am a student in literature, and I haven't met that many female characters that like own their destiny. And so, I was, uh, I, I immediately wanted to read the original by Sophocles, so the next day I had uh, the Sophocles play in hand and I, I read it. It's, it's easy to read, it's a play, so in two hours you, you're done. But, but then again I was like, okay, this was written more than 2,000 years ago with a strong female character and, and her strength comes from inside her it doesn't come from money from an army or from it really is like her like her, like how she stands for what she believes and and that i found uh, absolutely uh, like galvanizing or i i was really uh, uplifted by this character and at that time i didn't know i would make films so so i it just stayed with me but but i kind of knew i would do something related to art And, and, and that I would go back to that material because it, it was so like the fact that it spoke to me as a young woman that was in the 90s uh, but it's still true today like she went through all the centuries also the fact that being a young woman and having some strength or inner core is not something just of today because we speak about equality, uh, gender equality, or no, it's something that was possible 2,000 years ago. So, so, so that says also something about our shared humanity uh, in, in like different spaces and time. Antigone is also uh, mainly inspired by events in Montreal that were ma mainly mediatized. Yes. It's a tragic event that happened uh, in Montreal with uh, it's a, a young like a boy who was 14 years old and he was uh, gunned down by police in Montreal Park, Freddy Villanueva his name. So uh, 
So yes, this is like the start like of my inspiration, how to adapt Antigone nowadays. Because the original play, it's with the king and it has to do with her, like she disobeyed the law of the king by giving a burial to her brother who is uh, who the king decided he was a traitor so he doesn't deserve a proper burial. So with the, the inspiration by Villanueva affair, like they call it in, in L'Affaire Villanueva, is that like, okay, so it's a tragic event uh, in a family, losing a son, a brother, and, and I just thought, okay, what if a sister was an Antigone? What would she do for her brother? And then it, it came very, like, like a, almost all aspects of what is the original Antigone. And among that, like one of the main like adaptation would be like in a in tragedies, ancient Greek tragedies, there are like moments that are sung and danced by a, a chorus, and those people are not part of the action. They are not the main characters. They they just comment the uh, the action of the main characters. It's, it's it's the social media how people do comment about anything that is happening sometimes they distort reality sometimes they support the, the, there is a solid solidarity that is is expressed via social medias and and so so i just did this translation between the ancient greek chorus to what could be like a, such a manifestation nowadays with social media you also did a documentary called the profit d'amina who's uh, can you please tell me more about it a Montreal woman who falls in love with a um, Syrian-American who lives in Damascus. They met online and they, they start to have this uh, relationship online. They fall in love. and But, but what happened is that we're during the um, Arab Spring in uh, 2011 and the uh, Syrian-American woman starts a blog called A Gay Girl in Damascus. And, and she speaks like uh, about like her being gay, being a homosexual in a Muslim country, and and a country that is like going through a revolution, so so she becomes very famous. She writes in English, and and many other like uh, like international media outlets like they cover her uh, since they cannot have like proper journalists inside the country because they are banned by uh, the regime uh, in place. So. So uh, the Montreal woman with the Syrian American, they, they continue their love affair online, but, but at the same time there's this revolution and they cannot meet and, and, and until the day Amina is kidnapped and then starts a, an international investigation to know like what happened to her, is she still alive, uh, is she being tortured, or like the kind of thing that happens to an activist, uh, sometimes who, so, someone who speaks loud about what is happening in the country and furthermore she's gay so this international investigation at one point people from many places in the u.s uh, in europe in the middle east uh, and very clever people and among themselves uh, the montreal woman sandra they just they, they are starting to realize that okay it might not be her real name and it might also not be her real self it, so who is she so uh, I'm going to leave you to that, but, but it has a lot to do with how 
us Westerners, how do we connect with another country? How do we connect with what, what's happening inside like a revolution? And, 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 and sometimes it's very hard to connect properly because we have a different culture, different language, and different way of it, of understanding the world. And and often it's it's very like it's easier to take the path of someone who who is like very attractive, who looks like us or someone we would want to be. And it might not be uh, when someone is too perfect or someone it, there's there's something to question there. What inspired you to tell this story? Actually, I knew uh, Sandra Bagaria, the Montreal woman who fell in love with Amina Araf, the Syrian-American woman. So I, I was witnessing Sandra being in the middle of an international investigation and having also the, the FBI calling her. I've having like journalists in front of her door. She had to leave work because they were like calling and harassing her at work. So being in the middle of something huge like it, it's the story of a film like it's 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 amazing and even I, I told her like and we are only like one third of the film like there are so much more to come but but already it's it's a story like that needs to be um to be told and, and then uh, at one point she uh she wanted the story to be uh told like from her point of view too what do you hope people learn or take out of your movies? Film, it is so powerful in terms of empathy. We empathize with the characters. We we feel emotions. We worry. We we sometimes like we jump. We're afraid. We cry. We uh, we feel love. Yes, yes. Sometimes we love the characters, and and so. This is very powerful, and I think, in a way, it has the power of transformation. So not only are we um, uh, entertained, because it is also entertainment, like a good story, uh, uh, beautiful images, uh, nice music, the rhythm of it, and but but at the same time, we we feel like like we we live with those characters for an hour and a half, two hours. And, and we, at the end of it, we are transformed in a way. I think for the best of the like, film, like, and, and sometimes we are empowered or we have a new energy at the end of a, a good movie. And, and that, that's what happened to me when I read Antigone. At the end of it, I was kind of empowered as a young woman, even if I'm not Antigone and I won't have to bury a brother, but, but I just felt like her strength was so um, inspiring. This is like the kind of thing I wanted to bring in the film and, and to leave the audience with. Do you consider yourself an activist? I don't consider myself an activist, although I'm really interested by activism, but I cannot consider myself activist because I feel like some people are really sacrificed or I don't know, I, I, I don't wanna, I cannot put this hat on my head, it, but if, the films that I bring to an audience make a difference in a way, because I know it won't change the world, but it, it may change some views of the world. And and uh, and that I feel like, okay, the job is done. And, and I always try to, to do it in a way that it won't be um, moralizing or 
it's it still as I said it's it's entertaining but at the same time there's something you will have a new way of seeing life or some people or some situation and and that I uh, that is a part of the, the job that I consider very important. Have you had people share their stories about how it empowered them or give them hope and strength? Yes, a lot. Yes. The good thing about like making movies that are shown in theater is that you you get the emotion from the people when you are there as a filmmaker, but in festivals we are invited around the world to when our film is selected in different festivals. And, and then I, I get to meet with the people and or people do write also about films like you can have like read their opinions and people from around the world. So so yes, a lot of people do want to share like their experience with their family or with some through immigration or but I think mainly uh, Antigone tackles the issue of the family uh, and we all have a family. We all have imperfect families and but still it's it's a kind of love it's a kind of relationship that uh, even when we have to cut with our family still it is something that will stay very important so yes sometimes people would say like it hurts so much because it, it touches a place that is uh, wounded in a way but but at, at the same time it feels so good knowing that i'm not alone with this that uh, an artist was able to bring it together and express it in a way that I feel okay I'm, I'm not the only one having those uh, emotions or experiences. Or... According to you, is uh, movie making or movies in general a medium that can be used to pass social messages and a form of activism? I think through empathy there's a lot that can be shared. So, as I said, like with a character with whom you uh, you connect or you identify with or you feel empathy, you you resonate with the emotions of the character. Then, then it yes, some messages can be passed that way. Yeah, and messages of tolerance, of solidarity. Of, uh, at least just knowing that okay it comes from like being uh, let's say like Antigone's brothers or are not perfect they are uh, one of them is like a, a little thief <laughs> and so he's he's not an angel and he's had like issues with uh, the police and but but does he deserve what happened to him because of those issues and and is he treated the same then than anybody uh, in the same situation, mean, like anybody would mean also like someone uh, being born Canadian, white-skinned, and is he treated the same? And and then I think when we are in, like we empathize with an Antigone and what she does for her family, then we understand that it's not all black and white in terms of, okay, it, it comes from, like she has a, a broader vision of what her brothers are and they are not only like thieves and and like a thug. And do you think the art world has a responsibility to engage, inform 
either it's like through entertainment or documentaries. I I think what what is uh, amazing about art is that it can take any forms and and it can be pure entertainment. It can be pure form, like uh, it can be abstract. It can be. Uh, can be dreamlike, so but it has the possibility of being also very social and uh, and and transformative, and so. And I think my films are located between something entertaining, but but I I I need the 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 inscription into like a social reality. You have plans to dive more into social and political uh, aspects and topics for your next projects? Yes, yes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, yes. Uh, in the films, I'm, I'm really interested about activism, actually. And I'm writing one at the moment, which uh, has to do with the dilemmas also of like being an activist and, and, and those like frontier sometimes when you figure like, a, okay, do I go against the law to make this message? This world needs a revolution. It cannot stay the same. There are so many, uh, so many things that are not fair in this world and, and so many things that go wrong. And, and, and what do we do with all this? We all know that. Like, and, and it seems that voting is not enough. It seems that uh, trying to buy... Um, uh, fair trade is not enough. <laughs> so, so what do we, what do we do next? Could we maybe say that your movies are maybe an introduction or a pathway to sensibilize and maybe tell a message and inspire maybe people to do more research about certain subjects? Oh, it'd be nice. Like yeah, <laughs> I like that. Yeah, <laughs> what what emotions the the story, the characters make you feel, then you're open to, okay, seeing uh, if, if it makes you see the world differently, or if it, it, if, if it encourages you to act differently. The first time I saw Aunt Sigun, I was sobbing and I was looking left, right, front, back. Everybody was sobbing and it, it touches and for me personally, it made me want to know more, and it's really sensibilized to like these subjects: immigration, police brutality, and seeing it on screen and getting attached to these strong and powerful people and characters. It was super inspiring. Oh, for great! Me. <laughs> Thank you. Well, I love to hear that. <laughs> yeah. How do you feel your role in the? dramatic performance, whether it's writing, acting, or directing, encourage confidence to share your own voice and story? I hope it does. I hope you want to get out of the movie theater or get out of your couch and want to do something and feel like you have the power to do something. And, and sometimes it, it's, it's tough, it's hard, it's, it's, it's dark, but, but I want to bring some light in it. I want to heal to help in a way. And uh, in your opinion, does art need to be accessible to everyone for it to also be activism? 
Oh, as I said, like, about art, it's amazing because uh, you can do something very niche, very or, or more intellectual and you'll find your people with it. And, and, and it's great. And some and other form of art are very uh, like uh, are a lot more like appealing to a broader audience. And, and, and it's all right. We need like all this to exist. To what degree do you see yourself in your character's subject? Is there any part of them that you really resonate with? Actually, I want to be inspired by them. I'm not saying like I am myself an uh, and Antigone and Antigone. I, Antigone is pure. She's, um, she's a hero, you know? And, and I am not myself, but, but I, I like to work close to characters that inspire me and and I and then maybe they'll inspire the audience too. Was there any bad critics that comes to mind? Yes, actually I and it came late with an Antigone because I it, it's a film that reached an audience and emotion and won so many prizes and I'm I'm still very like sometimes I feel like okay there's a a grace that surrounds this film and it's not only my grace it's it's also like it's it's the time we live in it's the actors uh, uh, the main actress uh, Naimarichi who is an such an a beautiful and Antigone that we want to follow and and so there's something amazing about that film but yes I received at one point it was late in the in the process I had uh, to face like a criticism about police brutality, but actually the subject is much deeper, stronger than what you address in the film, let's say. And and it's true, this uh, critique especially came from people that are activists against police brutality. To me, it's like, yes, like it is a subject in itself and you can make a film only about police brutality or and there are places for many other films and please do that film about police brutality and especially like when I released Antigone not long after like we were in, in, around the same time in the US George Floyd who died suffocated by a police officer like it happened almost in the same time that, that we were releasing the film so police brutality was like everywhere like and so um, of course I replied to to the critique because it was an opinion in the in the devoir and I, I replied to it so so I totally agree with you because I was doing the story of Antigone so I wasn't doing the story of police brutality but but if someone does let's go let's do it it has to be done and so I I totally understand and and I know that Antigone a film in it that is less than two hours won't address all the the important subjects that need to be addressed. But it, it's cool that there will be other films and other theater plays and other like way of expressing like in art those social uh, issues that are so important and so vital for a lot of people. It, it's, it, it's a film about Antigone. So if you want me to tell the story of Freddy Villanova, well, it's not me, it's not my story. Yes, it was the, the Parks came from like uh, unfortunately from something that that happened uh, to a family having a son a brother 
gunned down by police in the Montreal Park. It happens a lot in the U.S. It happens in Europe. It, it's and in in other places. And but my story is the story of anti gun. So I cannot like. Uh, but I understand how. And this is the the tricky thing about like activisms. If you, I know some people who are proper activists and. And, and if they address a specific issue, they are condemned by other people or accused of not addressing other issues that are as important or more important. But, but you cannot save the world entirely. Like you have to focus on, on some issues. And, or in my case, I had, and especially with Antigone, I had to focus on her. Was there anything with the immigration? Because it's a big part of the movie too. I remember once I was in a theater and uh, we were presenting the film and we were speaking with the audience afterwards, doing a question and answers with uh, the audience. And I was with the, the actors that are, that are from uh, Maghreb. And I remember like a, a, a woman who had a strong Quebecois accent. She was white and so someone who who obviously was born in Quebec, raised in Quebec, and probably by uh, parents that are from Quebec. And, and she said she felt for those characters, immigrants. And, and so she, she could now like understand better, resonate with them. But she, she kept on saying, eux autres, them, as, as if they were apart from her. So, so I just, and I remember I was with the young actors and they were there and, and it, it, it was as if, okay, there's one step. She has other steps to do in terms of, of really, it's not only like empathize, but feeling that we are all part of, they are not like them and us. We are all together. We don't, nobody has the same experience, but there are no, us and them in terms of us Quebecois and them immigrants. So she was, in, in the way she spoke, she was still, at least there was one step that she took in, ter in terms of understanding. What advice would you give someone who wishes to pursue filmmaking as a form of activism? Go for it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think, uh, well, documentary is like, always been very strong because it reality uh, in a in the form of a story but but it's connected to, to real people to real situation or real explanations but fiction also is uh, it, it's just a little tricky with fiction it, it's trying to find the right balance not to be moralizing and and still keeping your character um, because it's it's tough to follow a character that is showing how like better than you yourself are but at the same time i know having experienced it myself like i know how like slippery it is like how to find the proper balance white women telling the stories of immigrants i, I will speak about filmmaking because that's that's what i know but it's such a big thing like to 
you have a lot of people reading your scripts. You need to have a lot of people to say, yes, I'll give you the money or yes, I will be part of your team or, or yes, I want to act, I want to uh, do the sound or whatever. You need to have a lot of people saying yes for it to happen. And at one point you have a big team and, and you, you did some compromise to have all those people with you. But you have to always remember why is it like that you wanted to tell this story because because you will encounter many difficulties sometimes big problems but and you'll have to face them and go over uh, and continue and be perseverant but always remember why you wanted to do it in the first place because this is very important and, and it will infuse or color all your scene and the way you will direct the actors or where you, you will put the camera and how you will tell the story because you remember why you wanted to tell it. What is it really that you have to say? Because this story can be told by itself. Like you, you can walk away and the film would be made, but, but would it be made in a way that will really reach the people with the sincerity and the ess essential uh, thing you wanted this piece to bring? Once again, thank you very much for answering some question. And I think uh, something that really clicked, maybe you will agree with me on this, film can and is maybe a pathway and an introduction to big message and to maybe touch people to get more involved or do more research about certain subjects. So uh, thank you very much for your contribution. And we are really lucky to have a talented and intelligent woman filmmaker in Quebec as you. And uh, we are really grateful to have you today. It is International Women's Day. I thank think you, you so represent much. <laughs> uh, beautifully our, our values. Oh, thank you, Sophie Catherine. And I'm going to tell you the same. A beautiful young woman who brings, uh, <laughs> who wants to share a message. It's always great to meet you and to uh, also for me to realize how like my work will impact you and, and, and you will impact other people. That's amazing. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of Listening Beyond. Continue listening to explore other stories of people making change in their communities. Merci d'avoir écouté cet épisode de Listening Beyond. Continuez à écouter pour explorer d'autres histoires de personnes qui apportent des changements dans leur communauté. This podcast is produced by the students in SCPA 352, Community and Local Activism, in the School of Community and Public Affairs at Concordia University in Montreal. Music by Ketza, supervised by Dr. Anna Scheftel. The School of Community and Public Affairs Student Association generously provided funding for this project. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider leaving a rating or sharing with friends.